Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hive Mind Recap Podcast 2021 Awards Episodes. It's finally here. It's the end of the year. The end of our first full year as a podcast. We started this in 2020, around the time that the COVID pandemic started. This year, 2021, was our first full year doing this thing. And it's crazy to think that we're finally at the end. Justin, Derek, Jacob, how y'all feeling tonight? I I, want to say that kind of reminiscing about this year, I'm really glad starting, I think it was August of this year, that we started doing like the the singles like we would each pick a certain like up to mm. a certain number of singles yeah i feel like i feel like that give us more breathing room i in, i agree yeah in what yeah, we do sure. um i i remember like early on i'll let you get to that justin but like early on i was like yeah. oh if we feature like a small band i want to feature like all the material they're doing just to like give more praise for smaller bands and not to say we don't care about the smaller bands because we do talk about a lot of them but there's also a lot of them that we've talked they release one good song and then the next song they release is like really underwhelming and it's just like we don't have to talk about that anymore or yeah, the new I, format that we've decided on. It, it really does feel like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It also gives us like more time to listen to all the, the stuff and like actually yeah. give other uh, opinions. Give more opinions on the music we're actually more passionate about. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Better discussion too. Cause we all care about what we're listening yep. to. You know? And I think that especially rings true with uh, tonight's theme uh, to transition back into the awards episodes. We have wait, three... wait, 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 wait. Before you do that, I know your transition was great and all, but <laughs> Taylor, just one second. Um, I also want to give a shout out to all the bands that uh, helped us with the uh, After Hours stuff. Next. Uh, Lurk, three of them. Never Tell, and uh, Paul Patarome. Uh, that, that was an experimental shit as well, and I'm really glad that that's come to fruition and mm-hmm. is something that we can explore more further. Absolutely. Hope to get more of them out next year. I know we only got three out in the period of 12 months of this year. Hopefully we can bump that up to like maybe six or seven next year. Five, uh, six, seven, maybe. I, I think, think one every two months is doable. Potentially. It just really depends on who we can get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to my transition. Speaking <laughs> of stuff that we're really passionate about, that is what these next three episodes we're recording are going to be. This is episode one of our Hive Mind 2021 awards, and we have uh, a couple of superlatives, and to cap off the episode, we are talking about our top five songs of the year. Uh, We are going to be mentioning our full top ten list, but we're only going to be discussing each of our top fives just for time constraints. Um, We will be reviewing the full top ten list before each of us mention our number one picks. So if you're curious about the full top ten list that we have, uh, wait till we talk about our number one songs. We'll be talking about it then and there. Before we get into the superlatives, just want to share social media real quick. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HiveMindRadio underscore. Follow us on Spotify at HiveMindRadio Recap. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Channer. Why did I say channer? Good try. Good try. <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube Thanks channel. Post. <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, at HiveMindRadio where we post the episodes and quips from the monthly recaps and our after hours episodes and stuff like that and live stream each episode at the beginning of the month Uh, we are not live streaming these episodes um just to uh i don't know we did it i forget exactly why we didn't do it last year but it feels right to not live stream these episodes they're Um, special they are special true um yeah they're special and i feel like not live streaming them could give jake more room to edit them together true very true the surprise factor. I think that's probably more it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, I think that's all of the showing that I have to do. Uh, thanks to everyone that has supported us this year. Uh, I know Justin has mentioned the After Hours episodes. Thanks to them for coming on and supporting us. Thanks to all the fans for supporting us and listening to us ramble about music for many hours this year. And I'm excited to cap off a fantastic year of music with uh, all the superlatives that we've got coming up. Or not so fantastic. <laughs> or not so fantastic. Ooh, true, true. <laughs> Especially true. one of the superlatives we got. <laughs> um, just as a rundown, we have um, split up into three episodes. So we're doing singles uh, this episode uh, with some superlatives. And then we have some more superlatives and EPs next episode. And then our final episode, same as last year, is dedicated solely to albums. Top 10 albums. The big one. The, top the big one. Albums. The, big the big boy. One. Um, there are there are some new superlatives as well, some old ones brought back from uh, last time. I don't think there's any of them that we didn't do that we're not doing this year that we did last year. Every no one idea. that we did last year, I believe we're doing again this year, and I think okay. we just added two or three. Yeah, we and we've just split them up just because it, I think we've got eight this year and doing four and four on yep. uh, both the other episodes just kind of give them more more space and hopefully not kill Derek. <laughs> your consideration is both noted and appreciated uh i want to make it clear before we get into this first superlative that all of us have struggled significant amounts with uh separate awards here uh Not me. My, myself i have really struggled with this first award that we're going to be talking about derek you have struggled with the big ones the top songs eps well not eps top songs and albums uh justin <laughs> is in eternal pain jacob i don't know he's Kept pretty secret. He, about no, struggles. he's sick. Like no. he's bodily yeah. in pain. I got mentally I was he's stressed fine. about this. I was so stressed <laughs> about this that I got sick. <laughs> <laughs> well then, uh, I think that's all we need to talk about uh, to open up the episode. Let's get into our favorite verses of the year. We're going to be doing. We're doing runner-ups for these. Yes. Yes, I, I have a yes. runner-up. Okay, good. All right, so my pick for the best lyric verse chorus award, uh, I'm going to call it the honor, Honorary Talk to a Friend Award. My runner-up for best uh, lyric verse chorus of the year is the bridge from Bad Decisions by Red Hook, uh, which goes as follows. Uh, the vocal delivery makes this extremely powerful. Okay, now... Please don't think I'm trying to glamorize all the shit that I despise about myself because my mental health is tenuous at best from all the pressure and the stress of other people's expectations. I'm crushed by the weight, so I self-medicate to escape. Then I just make more mistakes, can't break this stupid cycle of self-hate. Banger. Banger. Damn. Now, for my winner pick, for my favorite verse, chorus, bridge is yet again another bridge from another song. This one goes to the bridge of Are You Listening by Rivals. That is a fantastic pick. So let me, let me speak the uh, lyrics of this bridge real quick. Uh, I know I'm probably going to play the clip in editing, but just so you guys know. The bridge is, I get so caught up in me, forget what it's like to breathe, and if there's one thing you made me hate, it's me. 
when we don't speak, you only let me drown. You can't leave because you weren't around. If there's one thing you made me hate, it's you. It's kind of a play on... So, like, someone was throwing you down in the dumps and they're making you hate yourself. But as you grow up, you realize that it's you aren't the problem. It's the person that was putting you down that was the problem. And I think the way that they worded that from, and if there's one thing you made me hate, it's me. And then a couple more lines, if there's one thing you made me hate, it's you. Just absolutely incredible. There's so many lyrics that I could pick from that song that I think are absolutely fantastic. Honestly, I think it might be one of the most underrated songs of the year. I know it's one of the least played songs on that album, which is absolutely criminal, if you ask me. Ridiculous. Um, it is such a fantastic song. I nearly picked uh, a line in a different verse for this song. That's how strong I think this song is. And how strong I think the bridge is. There is no band that nails a bridge like Rivals does. And I think this is just a perfect example of it. I will raise you Normandy on that point, but I think I'll give Rivals. <laughs> okay, fair no, enough. This fair is enough. this is this is one of my top three favorite songs off this album, and I'm yep, really glad same. to just include this. Just incredible lyricism. I I was like. Oh my picking that is my nomination for this award caused me so much mental stress. Because <laughs> <laughs> like the the reason I call this the honorary talk to a friend award is because talk to a friend was such an easy pick last year. And this year there's like seven different songs that I probably could have picked for this award. But yeah. the emotional delivery of that bridge uh, combined with the lyricism just it, it feels like the right pick. That brings us to Justin, your now, Jake. favorite verse lyric chorus, whatever. Jake, I think my top one is going to combat your top one, unfortunately, okay. which is all right because we can agree to disagree. Okay. Um, my honorable mention goes to the tone shift in uh, Isotope's Die Alone from uh, their second verse released that rope because my destiny is not a noose to the final verse I uh, released that rope you motherfucker because it's not for you. Um, my actual uh, best verse is uh, holding absence, no more roses. And uh, the part of the song I specifically picked is how many tear-stained sonatas must I sing for you to see? I never believed in you because you never believed in me. Um, fucking vocal delivery on, on this at the end of the song. And then it just caps off with like that very slow fade out into the song. And just like that emotional like upbringing. And then the, just the, the warning and the, the lyricism in itself, um, you know, just basically... Um, you know, how many backs do I have to break to, um, keep being and, you know, keep being what you see, um, until I, you know, at which point do I believe in what, in love and believe in what's going on? And, um, holding absence just like nailed this song on the fucking head. And I, th there's genuinely not much more else I can say. If you haven't listened to the song and haven't, understood like the emotion behind it was like give it a listen yeah i was about to say that is one of the best songs on that album that i have spent a negative amount of time listening to i have not listened to that song like i know it's a good song but i have just barely spent any time with this with it this year and i need to fix that plus one
Um, that's all I got on that. Basket, does that mean it's my turn? It's your turn, sure. Derek. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. So, the runner-up for my best lyric verse chorus uh, of the year goes to the chorus in Angel of Death by Manchester Orchestra, and just how ethereal and almost haunting it sounds, and especially the uh, note change on the last word of each chorus. Um, and then my winner for the Talk to a Friend Award is the first verse in Exile by Loveless. I can see you standing, honey, with his arms around your body, laughing by the jokes, not funny at all. Oh, shit. Damn. Interesting. This is, like, it's my favorite cover of the year tied with Bad Habits by Conquer Divide because I had to make enough choices for this year and I wouldn't <laughs> anymore. I, I was thinking about like maybe do we throw in a best cover of the year award and then I realized like, oh, I've only listened to like two covers. Yeah, there's year, like five so. covers. I don't know. <laughs> the best cover I heard um, this year didn't even come out this year. So, you know, that's how it be. Um, this, hearing this song for the first time and like all of us being equally mm. in awe yeah. was like one of the more memorable moments for me from mm. our album, like Listen Togethers. Um, this is a cover of a Taylor Swift song. And I never really got into the original because of Bon Iver's part, um, the feature. And that's this verse one and like the first kind of chorus. I just I, I don't like his voice and I couldn't get into it. Um, but like this verse one has in contrast to that, the my favorite delivery of any song I heard this year. Um, Julian's delivery of pull it up. I can see you standing, honey with his arms around your body laughing, but the joke's not funny at all is just like perfectly executed. Like, especially the way that he softens his voice on the not funny at all part. I, I would get like a primal urge to go listen to that, like 22nd segment of the song, just randomly in my car. Like, I'd be listening to something. I'd be like, Oh shit. I want to hear that. And I have to throw it in queue, listen to the first 20 seconds and move on. Like I, <laughs> I, I love it so much. It's just fantastic. I mean, yeah, I I love Loveless. I love Julian. I love this verse. This is just a phenomenally executed verse that does a great job building up to the next part of the song. And yeah, I mean, it's just, you have to hear it to experience it. But I, yeah, best delivery of anything all year. Hands down. Love it. I'm going I, to repeat and say that another song that I spent negative amounts of time with this year that I need to go and fix criminal well that's i gotta agree derek i don't know if you didn't say it was your your cover of the year but i think it's my cover of the year yeah i mean it's and it's just so well done i honestly didn't know it was a cover until like months after it was released <laughs> yeah well that's i didn't recognize it because i had such a poor time with the original that i was just like oh this is neat like this is really good and then oh it's a taylor swift cover whoops did it better than Taylor Swift did. I, I Julian 100%. Julian is better than Taylor Swift. I'm putting that one out right on the table. <laughs> Quarter of the year. <laughs> All right, Jake. All right. My runner-up for best lyric is Sleep Token, Fall For Me. And it's verse two in the song. And it is, it goes like, my insecurities surrounding me like lions in the den. And I feel like I'm losing touch with what I am again. Slowly, I remember why I cannot pretend that I think of, that I never think of you. 
in all the screaming silence. And then he screams, oh god, I wish you were here. Before you move on to the your actual pick, I just want to say fantastic choice on picking that song for best lyric and not like any sort of vocal delivery. See, that is the thing. <laughs> is, I, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to go in here, but I do not like this song, but it is lyrically fantastic. Yeah. And now? And now the winner of lyric of the year for me is Iridescent by Silent Planet. Oh, yeah. And I mentioned in last episode that this this song is about uh, Garrett's dog. And I mentioned, like, my dog passed away earlier this year, or like a month ago. And this song really connects with me. So I'm going to read pretty much the, the whole end of the song, if that's okay. Go for, um, it. Go for it. When the hospital dissolves and every storm reaches resolve... I'll find you there, past the fog, iridescent. As the moon waved her goodbyes, I saw you in a thousand lights, eternity in a moment, iridescent. So pull me back from the nightmare, I'd rather be fragile than forever alone. So pull me back from the nightmare, I'd rather be fragile than forever, live forever alone. How can I be strong enough to let you go? Burning through a patchwork sky you left on chariots of fire. I only know that you will go where love can bring you home. You can't hear it, but I'm clapping. It's I just felt like I heard, like, a lullaby of someone trying to, like, send me to sleep. Not in the sense of, like, a bad <laughs> thing, but, like, the, the, like, the way that you spoke those lyrics was just, like, man, that hit the spot. There is a tear in my eye. <laughs> yeah, this, this song, like I said, it means a lot to me, and the, the lyricism is just insane. <laughs> um like burning through a patchwork sky you left on chariots of fire that's like an epic badass yeah bad imagery it is badass so this song is for toby a favorite here at the hive mind yes the dog toby the dog yeah (laughs) not me i'm not point of clarification (laughs) we fucking hate jacob but Well, I think that's that's a wrap on our favorite verses, favorite lyrics, whatever you want to call it. The Honorary Talk to a Friend Award. On the other end of the spectrum, we have our Honorary Solence Award. Our least favorite songs of the year. Also lyric, album, EP, etc. Yes. Correct? Okay. <laughs> least favorite I, I gotta clarify. Least you're favorite one. me a... I'm on, I'm on the verge of a stroke every time you don't include something <laughs> because I'm afraid that I've missed out. Now, I limited myself to just best or worst lyric here. In hindsight, I probably didn't have to. And maybe I would have better picks. But alas. <laughs> um, my runner-up pick for least favorite lyric goes for... This is one of two things that you guys are probably unfamiliar with. Everything else that we'll be discussing is something we've discussed on the podcast, but... My runner-up is the pre-chorus to Glass Crown by Phantom Elite, where it goes... uh, Hold on, let me find it written down real quick. Um, Shout to the world, you're every single move, you're in the hashtag groove. 
We love that. <laughs> and it, they say, do they say hashtag? Yes, they say LL? hashtag groove. My God. <laughs> and it sucks because genuinely that song fucking bangs otherwise and is one of the most like underrated albums of the year, in my opinion. But fuck that line. <laughs> fuck it in every single letter of that hashtag groove. Um, but my least favorite song of the year. Y'all, it's time for a heel turn. Push me to the edge by Solence. Solence apologist no more. But fuck this song. Funnily enough, funnily enough, this is my runner-up. This is your runner-up, Justin. Okay. This is my runner-up. Fuck this song. Holy shit. God. I tried to have Solence's back this entire year when you guys were just dogpiling on them for like, I miss the old Solence. And yeah, I miss the old Solence too. But nothing left my jaw just like stunned in first grade lyricism like this song did this year. I thought that I might have an easy out with this award by going to Chase Atlantic because I did not particularly care for that album. And there is some lyricism on there that I genuinely don't really care for because I can't relate to a lot of the lyricism that they talk about on that album. And this song manages to just be worse in almost every single way than like even my least favorite songs off of that Chase Atlantic album. Sorry to disappoint you, Derek. Um, it's okay. Please, Zanny sucks. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. That, that, like, some of the songs off that album were in contention for me, so I'll, I'll let you have it. But, like, there's lyricism, like, it literally, lyricism. My singing was bad, said he simply had to break it. What he didn't know was is that I was a fanatic, so I called up my boys and we started going manic. <sighs> we practiced I mean, and we practiced. Yeah, we fought it like it was war. I wrote a thousand courses, then wrote a thousand more. Just to prove him wrong on the words that he'd say, ten years fucking later, look where I am today. It's not even like the, the, the lyric delivery as well, like the instrumentation. Yeah, the, the instrumentation. And then the worst so vocal delivery comes after the chorus where it's like, push me, just push me, just push me to the edge. <laughs> and it's fucking atrocious. It's so bad. It is. It's so fucking terrible. I am putting my fist down. Solon's apologist no more. I want a refund on my nickname in the Discord. You can change it. <laughs> I want a refund. Fuck this song. <laughs> That is all. It seems that the kings have kept their place as the. That's award. what I'm saying. They've, 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 they've 2021 goes to Solon's. <laughs> it's poetic. I have nothing more to say. Justin, you mentioned that was your runner-up, right? That was my runner-up. So I what won for you? Uh, what it could was... possibly be worse? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Misfortune: The day the sun died. Spotify release. Because they decided at the start of the fucking song to put a 30 minute, or not 30 minute, 30 second. 30 minute I remember clip, you showing me this. 30 second clip of like some phone call with Johnny Craig to like, to like see what? some shit. It was, it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> what go color are your to, fucking eyes? No, go, like, it's like a voicemail message from like Johnny Craig or some shit. And like, 
What? Um, if you go listen to the YouTube release of this, this song is actually really fucking good. Like, I am angry at this because this song easily would have hit my top five favorite songs of this Dude, year. I'm sorry. I love the fact that this song would have hit your top five, but it's now the worst because you had to listen to a Johnny Craig voice. Well, no, it's, it's not it. No, it's, it's literally just that, that clip. If that clip was removed from the Spotify release, like if they do an album with, with this song and just take out that clip, this song is like probably that, that top, like top song of that album easily. And it's like, shit, man. It's the second verse of it re is really good with like the instrumentation, like the, the uh, tone change in the instrumentation um, where it gets a lot more like like a more heavier rock sounding when Misfortune is kind of more of this pop, like pop punky band. Um, but fuck it, man. I I'm so upset by just the, the single Spotify release of it. And I really hope if this is a part of their album that's coming up at some point, um, it it's it's done more justice because that, that shit is not unnecessary. Uh. I remember you showing me that clip. Like, I don't really care for Misfortune at all, but I remember you sent me that because you were pissed off by it. <laughs> yeah. I, I vividly remember that. Yeah. So, fair, <laughs> fair play. And everyone fair play. after this to go listen to that because it's the dumbest shit. We'll see. I listened to a Johnny Craig voicemail for 30 seconds at the end of Blue Dream by Dance Gavin Dance, and I'm vibing. So maybe this is my <laughs> new favorite song. We'll see. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's all I got on that, though. So I guess that brings it to me. My runner-up for the Solence Award is a song, and it's Lost by Maroon 5, which is legitimately the worst pop song I heard all year, maybe ever. Uh, it's the worst song in general I heard all year. It is legitimately terrible. Fuck you, Maroon 5. We'll be getting more into that next episode. <laughs> um, the worst, the winner for the Solence Award goes to an album, and it's Chemical Warfare by Escape the Fate. That's a good one. That's a great pick. This, <laughs> this album fucking goes, <laughs> Escape the Fate hasn't been good in, what, six, seven years, maybe? And, like, uh, this continues that trend of them being... They somehow got worse than their 2018 It album, has one which, good song on it. No. Stop. No. <laughs> Wrong. I'm <laughs> Incorrect. Sorry. I'm sorry. I... This is just, this album is atrocious material from a band that I know could be good, but is actively choosing to not be, which is like one of the greatest sins a band can commit, to be honest. Like, I, I heard, there were two other albums I heard this year that are like objectively worse, and it was the new J. Cole album and the new Eric Church album. Uh, but like, Escape the Fate has the. This one infuriates you more? Yeah, because it has the distinct honor of being the only album where. I, like, not only could not make it through half of the song and only sat through the first half because I wanted the last.fm plays, uh, but I managed while on two Red Bulls to yawn during every single song <laughs> on the second half of this album. <laughs> like, it, it's just, it's so bland and boring and terrible. I just, it, I, it is an affront to both the scene and to rock music in general. And I really hope that Escape the Fate just calls it quits and retires so they can stop staining their discography. 
with mm. whatever shit they continue to push out. I mean, it's it's just terrible. Just awful. I Yeah, no. Fuck this album. Fuck this band. I'm sick of it and I've had enough. Honestly, I'm surprised nobody mentioned Go Ghost Like Danny Phantom. Is that your runner-up? No. Oh. I'm just surprised. That one didn't even come to mind. Yeah, that That's one didn't even come to mind. That one didn't come to mind, no. It's I thought everybody was going to choose it. <laughs> that, rest of, that rest of that EP was good enough that it. I feel like it pushed it out of my mind. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so my runner-up goes to Bad Wolves on their song Comatose. Oh, and I it's, this is going. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally just... Here's to the end. Will I break the spell or just end up in hell? IDK LOL. <laughs> uh, you, you said Bad Wolves that. comatose, and I'm that. like, oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. That's the one. And the winner. That album? What? No. No, you didn't. You did not okay, miss good. anything. It's <laughs> a couple of good songs. That's it. My winner. For the Solence Award goes to Machine Gun Kelly. Yes. On what is it? Love Race. That's the song. Oh. What? God was a girl. The devil wore a t-shirt. Love is a game, and they were kissing in the bleachers. I <laughs> You thought he was going first. for Daywalker, huh? Yeah, what the fuck? No, <laughs> it, goes, 180. Okay. it goes for the first verse on, on, on Love Race. I found a silver ring and put it on my finger. I picked up my guitar and played it for the Reaper. God was a girl, the devil wore a t-shirt. Love is a game and they're kissing in the bleachers. An otherwise pretty good song. I don't even think that, I don't even think that opening line is that bad, personally. I think it's really cringy. Man, I think this is the part where the hive mind falls apart because <laughs> Love Race is literally like the only tolerable no, Machine Gun Kelly it's song. It's a good. This this is the thing. I like the song, but this lyric bugs me every <laughs> single time. So the same story as me with Phantom Elite, basically. No. Fuck the hashtag groove. <laughs> it's yeah, literally thought... just God was a girl and the devil wore a T-shirt. It was so stupid. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for that Daywalker with Corpse, and I was about to be like, yeah, great choice. It's a bur- you know what? That's what I should have picked. That song is fucking atrocious. <laughs> if I can't pick but Lost by Maroon 5 is my least favorite song by, or of the year, I'm picking Daywalker by Corpse and Machine Gun Kelly. You know, fight, fight. Shut the fuck up. Like, I, I can't handle it. Anyway. Yeah. Good song, except for that first verse. It's, un- it's really unfortunate. On to our next superlative, we're going to be switching gears again because we are headed to the best breakdowns of 2021. Now, I don't know about you guys, but this was a pretty clear and cut pick for me. A to the Hellfire Award? Honorary To the Hellfire Award, I guess. Um, <laughs> before it gets mentioned by one of uh, the other two. The other two. <laughs> Uh, my runner-up pick for best breakdown of the year goes to Pulling Teeth by Of Mice and Men. That breakdown at the end, piece mm. by piece by piece, as it gets slower and slower and slower, holy fuck. Uh, but my winner for best breakdown of the year, honestly, as soon as I heard this for the first time, I don't think there was ever anything that came close. 
It's the breakdown of Closer to the Edge by Anna Lynn. Let's go. This is uh, one of my two biggest pissed off anthems of the year. <laughs> Whenever I am pissed off and angry and I need to like punch a pillow or kick a pillow on the floor, this is the song that I go to to do that. The breakdown is like unbelievable. It is a masterclass in a buildup to an absolute pounding in my eardrums. Uh, it builds up uh four times it repeats the lyrics of reach out for skies while drowning beneath the waves deep down inside i'm closer to the edge and every time that lyric repeats you add in the drums then the guitars come in on the third time and then the vocals kick it up on the a notch the last time before it says i am closer to the edge and then the instrumentation just goes fucking bonkers you get like some of the fastest drum kicks i've heard the entire year you get an insane scream and then you think it's done, and then you just get a sick as fuck bleh into Breakdown Part 2. It is fucking unreal. Once you said that it was like what what your pick was going to be and it wasn't remotely close, I instantly knew it was going to be Annalyn. Yeah. This is one of the best songs off the album for sure. Yeah, it, and it's frustrating because there's only two good songs on that album. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, sure. okay, maybe maybe I'm discrediting it a little bit. There's two amazing songs on that album. A couple <laughs> of good songs and then a, like a handful of songs I don't really care for. But Closer to the Edge, holy fuck. That is all. Actually, no, that's not all. The other pissed off anthem song that I'm not mentioning uh, is Hedonist by Bad Omens because I finally got to Bad Omens' debut album this year and that song is a fantastic pissed off anthem. But uh, not released this year, not eligible for this award. And Annalyn better anyway, so ratio. Uh, moving on. Oh, that's the fucking ratio. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh, man. Justin. Justin! I literally have my runner-up in my mind and written down, and then I I cleared out my doc, and I don't remember it. Give me just one second. <laughs> no, I've got it. Never mind. No need to break. Um, my runner-up. This came in fucking fast. Uh, my runner-up was uh, Cantervice as a machine. Oh, shit. That literally fuck. dropped four days ago. Right? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. That song is really fucking good. Spoilers for uh, December recap. Um, but that may or may not be my top song of this month already. It's so good. Um, my number one... Uh, because uh, b- breakdowns for me aren't about like how heavy you can fucking get. It's how heavy you can get with meaning. My best breakdown, Star Set, The Evolution. Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. Right? Pick. That's a good pick. Just, you like that pick? The, the fucking... Um, lyricism just eating from the the wolf's paw um not only does it like harken back to like what society's doing at this point is essentially being spoon-fed but fucking they they went back to being heavy and a, a lot of the comments in the the youtube release of this um were mentioned like the 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 nature of it was essentially you know going back to you know roots because of you know what was popular and um, you know, what was popular 
to to them was the, like their their heavier roll call, so they brought that back, and it's just like mind blowing. These guys are on a f- another fucking level, and like this in, in general is just like I, I go to this part, every part of the song, and the the song in general is really good. Starset did amazingly on this song, and um, I, I I feel like alive, like live, this song is gonna fucking mm. tear house. <laughs> That Part is three my... of a song that I have not listened to nearly enough for how good it is. That is my favorite moment on that album. I that, my that too. breakdown, yeah. Easily. Um I had a I had a third breakdown. Oh, um Murphy's Law, uh uh Suasion. Cause uh that that was really good with uh, yeah. landmarks. But uh that one fucking rips. But uh and I didn't like it all that uh much uh more than Cantor Vice or uh star set so um that's it for me good picks good picks my runner-up for best breakdown of the year goes to the breakdown in in the night by phineas because who doesn't Mm. love a good guitar solo into a breakdown it's like over the course of 50 seconds it's just beautiful unleash the archers Um, faster than light vibes yeah very much so very much so god bless my winner for best breakdown of the year is Foe of the Inhuman by Brand of Sacrifice. Um, I think I mentioned it briefly in the November recap, but like Brand of Sacrifice put out the absolute filthiest deathcore album of the year, and it's like not even really close. Um, it's it's just like one one giant stank face, and I didn't I didn't revisit it a ton, but it was by far my most memorable album listen of the year. Um, and on that most memorable album, the most memorable moment was the breakdown at about two minutes and forty seconds in this song. Um, there was already like two breakdowns in the song prior to now, but then we get to this one, um, which is a three part breakdown with a mosh call of I will make them beg for mercy, which leads into, you know, a regular chuggy breakdown with backing orchestral vocals that just create like an epic sound. I mean, it's it's just fantastic. Um, that is then followed by a swift transition into uh, gutturals, blast beats, and downtune guitars for the next 10 seconds, which then immediately goes into part three, which has uh, even lower gutturals and even lower guitar tuning. Uh, it just keeps getting slower and slower. I mean, it's mental. It's, yeah. You could ask me for, like, my top 50 breakdowns of the year, and... I would just hand you the brand of sacrifice <laughs> album and you could get 40. Like <laughs> they're all good. But this, this was the best one on the album by far. And I, I think that this may be the superlative that has the, like, or at least the winner, except for maybe escape the fate that I went back and listened to least, but much like I would with something like a, that breakdown at the end of Lorna shore, um, fucking to the hellfire. Uh, this for me was just something that like that verse in, in in Exile by Loveless that I would feel the need to go back and listen to just because it's so good and I need to experience it just to say that I can. Um, yeah, Brandon Sacrifice is on a whole new level, and this breakdown just exemplifies that. Now, as not a fan of Deathcore, you decided to send me this song anyway earlier this year? Yeah, yeah, of course. I still remember when you sent me that song, 
and the absolute blank stare that I gave my laptop while listening to this song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yep. filthy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't have to like it to know that it, it's filthy. It fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I am really interested to hear Jacob's picks. My runner-up for the best breakdown, the To the Hellfire Award, goes to <laughs> Wage War Relapse. Good fucking pick. Ooh. Good fucking and pick. And not the final breakdown. It's the one in yep. verse two. Yeah. Where Good. it's like, you Even might call better. me insane. Even better pick. From the pain. Tell myself I can change. Swear, Swear not an addict. Just another bad habit. There you fucking go. Fucking good Jake pick. And then it goes straight into the chorus. That is my runner up. And I guess and your winner. The winner. Yes, you can guess it. Go ahead. Is it of the abyss? No. Oh, never mind. I'll go fuck I feel like this is going to th- throw you guys off, this one. Uh, my winner for best breakdown of the year is Eskimo Callboy. We got the moves. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Good fucking pick. Did you say Eskimo Cowboy? Yep. Yeah. What okay. you know about Eskimo Cowboy, Justin? Cowboy or Cowboy? Cowboy. 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 What? Eskimo Cowboy? Are you kidding No. It's Cowboy. Uh, it is Cowboy. It's Cowboy. Since when? Since, since, since always. Yeah. Since like 2010. <laughs> No, it's Cowboy, you fucks! What? No, it's Cowboy! No! (laughs) (laughs) While Justin's pondering his existential crisis, Jacob, tell us about the breakdown. It's an EDM breakdown. And... One of a kind. Exactly. It's it's so, like, this this was my first exposure to this band. So, when I heard this, I was like, Whoa, what the heck? And every time I hear this song... When I go to the breakdown, my hands are in the air. I swear, every yep. single time. So, that is that is why Eskimo Callboy, we got the moves. Very surprising pick, but I can understand it. I can't look at his band again. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're Eskimo Cowboy is such a better name. I do like, I do like the thought of Eskimo Cowboy. Right? But, <laughs> you know... It's like, we, we need a couple more. No, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We've got, what is it? What's that band? Job for a Cowboy? Right? Am I tripping? You are we just need a four, Cowboy. We need, we need the four. Yeah. No, wait, is it Job for a yeah. It is. Okay, we've got the four Cowboys of the Apocalypse. We've got Job for a Cowboy, CU Space Cowboy, Eskimo Cowboy, and Kawaii Cowboys. <laughs> Done. Done. Uh, Pack it, ship it, send it. I was probably thinking of uh, Quiet Cowboys. That's, yeah, but that's probably that's probably why I was so broken up by that. I was like, that, <laughs> that seems so real. It's a Mandela effect. <laughs> Actual Mandela effect. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. Uh, let's move on to our final superlative for this episode. To wrap it up, we have the best feature of the year. Now, uh, before we get into this, I just want to make mention that. Of my Spotify wrapped and or my best of 2021 playlist, they're kind of interchangeable. 
there are 10 features from 2021 in that playlist. So really, I, I had like 10 to pick from. Four of those 10 were in the bottom 10 songs of that top 100. So really, I only had six to pick from. However, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, however, transition. My runner-up pick for best feature of the know. year goes to Murphy's Law by Suasion featuring Landmarks. It this is was also my runner-up a... for a period of time and then literally changed like two hours before the podcast. It was probably an honorable, honorable mention for best breakdown of the year, and his vocals absolutely fucking annihilate the breakdown in this song. But my winner pick for the best feature of the year, long time no see, it's Annalyn once again with their song Damage Control featuring Masato of Cold Rain. So when I said uh, not too long ago that that Annalyn album really only had like one good song, I meant to say two. I just didn't want to give away that there were two Annalyn songs back to back. <laughs> um, but the Masato feature here is absolutely impeccable. It's the perfect utilization of a feature because Masato has both fantastic queens and harsh vocals. And this feature makes fantastic use of both of them. It starts with the queens. You kick into the breakdown and then you kick into a second gear of the breakdown where you let Masato unleash hell with his screams. And it's it's a fantastic utilization of a feature and just a fantastic sounding feature as well. Um, the first song that I heard from this band and I was captivated from the moment I heard it. This is not one of my favorite songs off of the Annalyn album. <laughs> so I don't have this feature as a... Uh, on immediate recollection, <laughs> we'll say in my head. I will say actually. I will say actually. Another interesting fact is that my favorite song of the year with a feature in it is neither of these two. I know what it is. Okay, I'd probably give it away, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, Sorry. let's let's pretend I never said anything. Sure, I do that all the time. Um, my runner-up, um, I already mentioned my, my runner-runner-up, but my runner-up, uh, second place, uh, was No Way Back featuring Loveless and uh, Devin Barris of Sunsleep. Um, yeah, pick. very much surprised of how good this was, and Lurk is an angel. Um, my top pick for this, Census featuring Roy Rodriguez in Dramatic Addict. Good pick. Fucking good pick. Fantastic pick. There were so many Rory features within the last year, year and a half. And I feel like this is ultimately like it's by far the best shadow one. Of, it's by far the best one, yeah. Shadow of a doubt. Like it's the, the best utilization of Roy's both cleans and uncleans. Um there was enough ain't enough that came out um with Siamese and Rory, and I think like there was one other that Rory was featured in. One other song. I can't remember. Um Echoes had one, I think. Um Land Tours? Uh oh yeah, or Heartwave and Landon Tours. That was also a good one. Um but th just this one in general. It's like the the 
the differences in like the the cleans and uncleans are pretty variable um but they blend so well together in this song and the vocalist of census that for the life of me cannot think of his name um and Roy just like they they hit it off so well and the Roy just makes the song so much better as well when I mentioned that I had 10 features in my best of 2021 playlist, that song was not one of them, but probably should have been. That song's fantastic, I, I, and the feature's fantastic, too. I didn't listen to this song enough, unfortunately, for it to make my, uh, my rap. Same. But, uh, but it's still really good. Yep. Derek. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, is it my turn? It's your turn. Hell yeah. Uh, my runner-up for best feature goes to Chrissy Costanza of Against the Current on Little Lotus's Romantic Disaster. Um, Good pick. They share the song really well. Uh, very, very happy with that. Uh, my number one best feature of the year goes to Julian Como and Devin Barris uh, on Little <laughs> Song, No Way Back. And there's no way back. Nice. Good pick. Good pick. I was I, I, I was very scared going into this. This is also gonna be your number one, and then I wouldn't be able to talk about it fully on like my own. So I was just gonna sneakily switch my uh, runner up <laughs> in my thing if you did that, but it's fine. Um and talk about coming out of nowhere. Holy shit. Lurk like put himself on all our radars with this song. And that led to us hosting our first ever Hive Mind after hours with him. Um, so God bless for that. Uh, Julian and Devin are both like incredible vocalists in their own right, and both front two of my current favorite rock bands in Loveless and Sunsleep, respectively. Um, combining them honestly feels like illegal. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's just a recipe for massive success. Maybe like, not illegal, was... but like a cheat code. Yeah, yeah, like, or it should be illegal, I guess, because okay, yeah, it's yeah. it's they're so good like on their own as features, and then combined, it's just ugh. they they play off of each other so well and both absolutely nail it with their verses um they both incorporate those raspy vocals into the chorus that provides a contrast to those smooth verses yeah we got to talk about the harmony on that held out note after the second chorus and before the breakdown just oh it's like euphoric i want to just put my headphones in turn the volume up and lay down and let it take me I mean, it's it's phenomenal. <laughs> um, yeah, Lurk, Lurk put put together an absolute powerhouse of a duo with these two artists, and gave me you know my favorite feature of the year, bar none, and one of my favorite songs of the year as well. Not a spoiler for later, by the way. I just wanted to <laughs> put that out there. top twenty, top twenty. Jacob, yes, sir. What do you got? My best, or my actually my runner-up for best feature, goes to. Can't believe this name hasn't been mentioned yet. Courtney of Font on Contraband by Making yes. Suffer. I was literally just thinking, like, I wonder if Jacob's gonna mention that song. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that you did that. So real quick, I I just want to quick aside. There are a couple across all of our awards that I put or i i omitted in 
having faith that somebody else would probably mention them and I'd get to talk about it or at least mm -hmm. have other people hear about it, this is one of them. That would be my number three. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, my number one is Caitlin Woodland on Die Alone in Your Lover's Arms by Holding Absence. Good fucking pick. Five. Good fucking pick. I'm glad we're all in agreement there. Makes me happy. I think with time, that might be my favorite song on the album. Over so, Afterlife. Oh, they better play it live. They better. Okay, anyways. Dude, they're going to get Rory out to do the feature. How much oh. you want to bet? Oh. <sighs> Don't get me excited, dude. Well, he said, he said, he said <sighs> which song should I go out with, with uh, Lucas Woodley? Bro, if they don't, uh, that is such a missed opportunity. As facts, that's a crime against humanity for sure. Anyway, <laughs> Jacob, go. <laughs> this is like the most beautiful song. And last year I had like, oh, well, I don't even remember the award, but I had Holding Absence as like my most anticipated for next year. Is that what, I, what the award was? I don't remember. Do you, do you guys remember what that award was? Yeah. Anyways, it was maybe most improved. I think that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, most improved. Most, most improved. improved was Holding Absence. And this song blows Birdcage out of the water. Now that's some high praise knowing how much you love Birdcage. <laughs> Easily the best song on the album. And one of my most played songs this year. The way they go back and forth. Caitlin and Lucas, that's his name, right? What's yes. his name? Yep. Lucas, yes. Go back and forth at the end. Music to my ears. Well, yeah. And the, I, I always say this, but I, the, and I never know the name, but when they like sing at different tempos, different lines, and then at the end they switch. Oh, it's so good. Great One pick. of the best songs yeah, off the album, pick. for sure. Absolutely. Easily my favorite Holding Absence song. Easily. I think that takes us to the crown of this episode. It's time for our top five songs of the year. Now, all of us yeah. have picked five songs, not a collective top five, uh, similar to our awards. And we're going to be talking about each of our top five songs in some sort of detail. Before our number one picks, we're going to be mentioning our full top ten list. Alrighty then, I think I'll get started. My number five song of the year was released in the first week of the year, the first seven days of the year, and never once left my top five. This goes to Sad Looks Pretty On Me by Rivals. It's a good choice. And simply put, this is one of the catchiest rock songs I have maybe ever heard. Plain and simple. Uh, you get a fantastic pre-chorus and chorus in this song where it goes, um, particularly the pre-chorus is extremely catchy. I was singing along to this like uh, within like the first day. Uh, what's happy if it's fake as hell? What's life if it don't feel real? What am I supposed to feel? It's all fake. It's all fake. Um, just extremely catchy you can sing along to that like after just a couple of listens which is just fantastic songwriting 
um, especially as an opener to the album. Um, I was a little unsure on it at first when I first heard the full album, uh, given that this is the title track as well. But that pre-chorus kind of just sets up the rest of the album as well, which really elevates the meaning, I think. Uh, and then the chorus is, well, I sure know how to make sad look good on me because pretty just ain't what it seems. And even if it gives me hell, um, I didn't write down the rest of the chorus. Uh, fuck. Um, but yeah, it's just an extremely catchy song. I love Kaylee's vocals. I love the instrumentation. The little synthy bits in the background that kind of guide throughout the song are just fantastic. Every piece of the song just comes together perfectly. And... Yeah, uh, the only other thing I think I have left to say would be the bridge of this song. As I mentioned with Are You Listening, um, Rivals knows how to nail a bridge like no other, in my opinion. The bridge of this song goes, losing sleep for nothing, barely hanging on, trying to find me happiness, but that's all dead and gone. Asking all these questions, barely hanging on, trying to find some answers. Before going back into the chorus of the song, and it's... Yeah, the entire package came together. I had this on repeat the first week it came out, and I would go back to the song consistently throughout the year. So that's why Rivals, Sad Looks Pretty On Me, is my number five favorite song of the year. Uh, I have been debating the past week that maybe I switch it with my number six pick, but I think the longevity this song had throughout the year for me, it deserves the number five spot. Let's get into my number five, then. In that case, my number five. Archetypes collide, becoming what I hate. I feel like I'm becoming what I hate. There's a sickness to sleep inside. Try to destroy it, but it's too late. Damn. Okay. This band leveled up. I respect year. it. I respect that pick. I hella Arch respect it. Yeah, that's a good choice. They leveled up from December 2020 all the way up to this year where uh, SiriusX Octane uh, put them on the test drive and they got a shit ton of uh, viewers and listeners from uh, Your Misery. And then this one followed suit and just, man, just they they did really well with, with this song. Um, call it, you know, Radio Bait, whatever. Um it probably just isn't. It's probably just a, like a good fucking song. Um, but everything yeah. from the chorus, uh, I feel like I'm becoming what I hate. There's a sickness and uh, sleep inside. I try to destroy it, but it's too late. A condition that I can't hide. To the breakdown where it goes, bleed it out, pull the trigger, cut the lifeline, light a match, set a fire for the last time, eradicate the sickness from my mind, rip it out of me. Where it That rip it out of me is delivered beautifully. Oh, absolutely. I, so I, powerful. Yeah. Getting into that, just uh, shit, I can't think of the the vocalist's name, but um, uh, Kyle, I think Kyle, yes, okay. thank you, yeah, it's Kyle. Um, just man, he he did that so well, and you can tell like his voice from uh, White Noise and Forget Me just just soared, um, especially with a uh, cl close it all. I think it was the last one, uh, like the uh, latest song. Above it all, above it all. Thank you, um. That one as well is really good, but I I feel like this band this year stepped it up with Becoming What I Hate, and if any of their three singles that they put out um, over this last year has any, you know, remembrance in the album that is being hinted at coming out, we're in for a treat next year. 
with this band. Archetypes Kawhi Stay being one of my favorite hidden gems, and evidently you too, Justin. So oh, I, I respect the hell out of that pick. All right, guys, we're doing this in the unorth- eh, unorthodox way. Who wants to be DM'd song number one? <laughs> what? This is how we're doing it, huh? Someone pick one. Uh, Someone pick one. Who wants it? I'm nominating Justin. myself out because I'm recording this thing. All right, Justin. perfect. So we've got... All right, now who wants song number two? What is going on? Oh, I need on? to designate this. I Hold have on. No idea. That'll what, be what that. Is... All right. So then, Jacob, you're getting the next one, okay? But what's happening? <laughs> I'm so confused. Derek is tie, indecisive. Or... Derek is indecisive. All right. I decided to stop stressing about which one of these was my number five song and leave it up to a coin flip. So I've DM'd you both the songs, their respective sides of the coin. Okay, Google, flip a coin. Oh my God. It landed on tails. Perfect. Okay, which one was that? Ah, it's Jacobs. Okay, so my number five song of the year is Caught in the Carousel by Tillian. Nice. Yeah, there's there's no way in hell I was gonna pick between that and the other one, which I'll mention <laughs> later. But I I just like I I sat back and forth moving them into each other's spots for so long, and I think I messaged it in chat earlier that I said I was just gonna leave it up to fate because I I, I didn't I, know you I were saving it for the record. Now. Yeah, I was Wait, like, man. So I, is this your enough. your number your number? This five is my number four? five. No, no. This is your five and six. This is my five and six. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I feel like every Tillian album has two songs that they feel like they were meant to be played with the windows down and just vibe while you're driving. Um, On that debut album, it was Someday and Up in the Air. Uh, Perfect Enemy had Heartfelt and uh, Satellite. Uh, 2018 had uh, Cocky and Blame It on Rock and Roll. And then now we have uh, here Caught in the Carousel and Hands Around My Throat. Um, I wanted to also put Hands Around My Throat in my top 10 singles, but I made the rule that it was going to be one song per artist. And this is the one that I think is the better of the two. Um, So unbelievably replayable. Um, Very, very vibey, very... Very bouncy, especially with, I guess it's guitar, but the way that it's been produced and mixed, it sounds very almost electronic, um, which works incredibly with the vocal melody, especially in the chorus. Uh, Doubts infecting my legs, bouncing up to my head. Am I good enough? Am I good enough? Feeling it coming again, building my own prison. Am I good enough? Will it ever be enough? Um, Which it's, it's a surprisingly very fun and bouncy song, given the fact that it's about like having a, a, a low self-worth and being self-conscious and especially when comparing yourself to, you know, famous people, influencers, that sort of thing, um, which is that bridge. They move so smooth, fucking ooze. Elegance is automatic. Watch them drool a fucking cool. Influence is systematic. Um, just a, despite the lyricism, so much fun to listen to and one that I found myself, especially after it, came out because it was the last single and I'd avoided listening to it till it was on the album. And then I revisited the album a lot after it came out, but this is the song that really, really stuck with me throughout the year as one that I could just, you know, throw on and let play. 
I did not give that song a ton of listens from the Tillian album. I'm going to have to go remedy that, uh, similar to some other songs you mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's, it's just so fun. So much fun. Jacob. My number five is a song that I saw live last Ooh. week. Oh. It is by Bad Omens. Oh, wow. The Death of Peace of Mind. Damn. That came out last month. Jesus. That came out last month indeed. That's a damn good song. It is a fantastic song. Bad Omens open the show with this song. And it's just Noah on stage. And it's all dark. It's just Noah on stage. And he does the first, first beginning of the song, and then all the instruments come in during. I, th- well, I forget what it is. Is it during the chorus? I guess I forget. Hang on. Anyways, they all come in, and it's like this big epic moment. It was so amazing, and it sounds like the plot in you. And my my friend who doesn't really, like- my friend who doesn't really listen to this type of music mm-hmm. came to the concert with me he's like i was not expecting that and it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, neither like this is such a sound change for the band and i think it is a great sound change i think it's is like sounds like the plot in you but um yeah i think the reason this is in my top five is because I saw it live and it was just an amazing experience and it is so catchy. Like you can get into the song after like the first second listen. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can have, you can be singing the lyrics on the second listen. So that is why I chose this. Tentatively that song is in my top 25. I could push it up to top 20 realistically. It's so fucking You good. have to see it live. I, Oh I, my God. I am. <laughs> bro. I wasn't like as convinced just on Ice Nine Kills. I hear the death of peace of mind and suddenly I'm really fucking pissed that tickets are sold out in Hartford. <laughs> that was my Shit. first like Bad Omens live song. They're so, so good live. Yeah. They're so good. That wasn't it, yeah. That circles it back around to me for my number four pick. This one feels like destiny, honestly. This song should be my number one pick, but it's not. That's how strongly I feel about it. Um, (laughs) I'm not saying that about my number two or number three pick. I'm purely saying about uh, my number four pick here. Mission Control by Normandy. I listen to this song and I feel like I have ascended into space. <laughs> I am drifting through the light in the bitter end. Um, I am, yeah, give me a moment to scroll to the lyrics. Um, I, I feel like the devil's at my door because I can hear him calling my name. It's, this song is maybe like, not my favorite song of the year, but probably the best piece of music I heard this year. If, does that make sense? There is a level yeah. of artistic ability to this song that I think is unparalleled this year. 
I just think there's a cup. There's only three other songs that I think outdo it, but there is so much fantastic. I, I have so much to say about this song. It follows up Holy Water in the album, which was a top 10 song of last year for me. And I think I only had it at like number 10 last year. I, at this point, I think Holy Water is still better than Mission Control, just for reference. If Holy Water didn't release as a single and was on the album, uh, we, we might be talking about multiple Normandy songs in my top <laughs> 10 of the year. Um, but it follows Holy Water and being one of my favorite songs, being my favorite single leading into this album, for Mission Control to come and fight for the throne is the best song on the album was something I did not expect. I did not have any expectation that any song would come close to beating Holy Water. And it's the song immediately after that almost does it. There is so much to say about this, as I've already said. I feel like I ascend when I listen to this song, and that relates to the lyricism of this song, where you have in one of the verses, I'm drifting to the light in the bitter end because there can be no life without oxygen. The devil's at my door because I can hear him calling my name. Um, and then you get into the chorus where it's, we used to get lost in the sound of the rhythm, but then we got lost in oblivion. You might think I have forgotten, forgiven, God knows I tried till I killed the sun. Which, the amount of lyrical connections to um, in space, like the lack of sound that there is in space, the lack of oxygen, just like the emptiness, um, just like drifting. There is so much incredible lyricism. Even the, the this song starts with system failure calling mission control. Which like is something that probably like an astronaut would say out in space when something disastrous is about to happen. Like I I say I feel like I have ascended listening to this song for a reason, you know? It's not just like the lyricism is incredible. It's like literally the lyricism is like about ascending into space and drifting off. And it's extremely immersive. It is I an extremely like. immersive that yeah. is a fantastic word for it that I feel like I have turned into a two-minute discussion when I could have just said it's <laughs> extremely immersive. It's fine, it's you're right. <laughs> uh but now that I've kind of gushed about the instrumentation, uh, the lyricism, the instrumentation is the other thing. This song has one of the best riffs I've heard all year when it goes, God knows I tried to like kill the sun into that slight drop before the riff. That is when I truly feel like I am drifting through space during that riff. It's like the first time I'm like drifting, like you're, if you guys see an interstellar, the movie. Yep. At all. It's like all those space scenes in that movie with just like emptiness and it's like in those moments, I feel like I'm in slow motion, just like looking through space. And then that riff kicks in and I feel like I am just like riding on a meteor through space. Almost, if that makes sense. Like suddenly like the speed just like shifts like into hyperspeed. I'm going through like a warp tunnel or some shit. The song is absolutely incredible. I don't know what more there is to say. Normandy, when I discovered them in 2018 with um songs off of ingas and then white flag comes out and is in my top five albums of the year of that year i think this song is the peak potential that normandy always had and that's why it's my number four song of the year oh if you're that high on your number four i need your number one's got to be like god's gift to music or something <laughs> it's solid no. <laughs> no, that's what i'm saying no Justin, baby, what's your number four? Oh, God, please never call me back. <laughs> <laughs> My number four is uh, Werewolf by Galleons.
Yes. I could have seen this one coming. Hey. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> we just need to go back and find all the songs that he listened to like 80 times on the day of release. <laughs> and then it's like, bam, top 10, done. Yeah. Which, generally, you could go back to my last FM and like, look. Yeah. And this is like one of my most played songs of this year. Don't mind me, and, just opening my browser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a <laughs> shock that, again, this is at number four and it's one of my most played songs. Um, but can, can you blame me? This this song is probably like one of the best on the album. And um, there's a lot of interchangeable like best songs. But this one, I feel like, puts the theme of the album at, at the, the the top of the iceberg and um kind of um basically s- like centerfolds it um those that have not listened to this song it's basically the the big bad wolf and the three little pigs just like coming down and tearing your house down um but i feel like it puts it, it definitely puts more of a darker atmosphere on it, it like that that fairy tale uh, most fairy tales as well uh, have more of like a darker meaning to it, like um, Alice in Wonderland is like the the mm. whole drugs and everything. Um, this song in general um, starts off um, kind of you know somber with like the um, you know um, what do I do when the lights turn cold and teeth you bear are not your own? I try to love you unconditionally, but you never come back. And then it goes right into the chorus. And then the second verse where it goes, what do I do when the night turns cold, the moon comes out and you evolve? It's true, there'll be nothing left of you. So when do I run when the claws come out and your eyes, they viciously stare down at you. I see the bloodlust in them now. And it, it, it turns from that like somber feeling to it's like, oh God, the the monotony of life and you know what the, the, the love that I have is now starting to become toxic. And um. This song as well is just instrumentally well written. I feel like it it does a really good job of putting Galleon's, um, Tom Byrne, his vocals really well, as well as um, the Uncleans vocalist for Galleons. I feel like it best introduces them both, gives them both time to time to breathe. And then it also has a really good, um, I think it's a violin solo, I want to say. I don't remember what kind of instrument it is, but I want to say it's either piano or violin. Um, and then it breaks into like a like a little bit of a, the a heavier sounding uh, part of the chorus, um, and uh, um, introduces more heavier vocals into that chorus, um, where he's like, um, you know, essentially breaking out of that like evolution and uh, is now you know evolved in that toxicity. And I feel like the song's just really good and. Uh, it was masterful to pull from that particular fairy tale and you know tell us tell a, a better side of toxicity that um i don't think you would have gotten through most fairy tales i remember that being one of the songs that didn't click with me on that album galleons stays being a band that i want to click with me in general more than i more than they have uh, but i know how much you adore that song from the time that album came out earlier this year so I genuinely might be reading too much into that song. I feel like I feel like it's. I mean, hell, I might have done that with Mission Control. So uh, we're in the same boat here. (laughs) Hey, it's all good. It's all good. Music's up to interpretation. It's how you interpret it. That that song is my number four for a reason. It was actually my number three for a while, but my number three kind of came in and stole the show. Before we move on to Derek real quick, if I can just touch back to Normandy, there's one lyric oh, no. I forgot to there's mention. No way. There's Go one, for there's it, one lyric I forgot to mention that connects to all the space themes where it says, gravity pulls me under the surface. I can't remember solid ground. Moving on, Derek. 
you know moving on is a good transition for for mine because my number four song of the year is move on by grant Thought you were going to go moving on by weather eye no. no not a chance um <laughs> I, this is so this is one where all the uh all the people listening at home need some insight you guys got to pull up the uh the Derek cheat sheet for this one um for everybody at home the Derek cheat sheet is a playlist of 12 songs that i put together because there's some stuff that i'm going to talk about that we did not discuss on the uh on the podcast and so i gotta familiarize the homies with uh everything that i listened to that we didn't cover um so three of my top five songs are in there so you know if you, if you want it it's available um anyway back to the song uh grant is an artist and producer that i found on um monster cat way back in like early 2017 when he dropped a song called constellations and i haven't really looked back since um He's like, I, I would call him a master, I guess, of creating vibey, melodic, electronic music. Um, but this is probably the best example of him demonstrating a pop sensibility that goes along with that. Uh, I looked it up on Last, uh, Last.fm, and I listened to the song 130 times this year, which didn't even crack my uh, top 10 most listened to songs. Yeah. But every single time I listen to it still feels like the first time with the way that it manages to hook me back in. Um, the melody on the chorus is driven, like the instrumental melody is driven by the vocal melody in the pre-chorus. If you have to listen to it to understand what I mean, but before the drop, there's a, a vocal melody and then the electronic drop follows the melody of those vocals. Um, it's, it's very cohesive and it drives the song along beautifully. Uh, the feature on this for the vocals is uh, Emily Vaughn, who I'd never heard of before this, but she does an incredible job of um, making sure that the inflection on what she's singing matches with both the instrumentation and the lyrics, which are about, you know, post-breakup, you're separated from this person, um, but you can't seem to move on even after the time that you've been apart. Uh, just pull verse one way too many faces in the crowd but I think that I see you one too many drinks got me changing up the way that I need you now we're both at a bar acting like it's not hard trying to feel something different talk to somebody new kind of wish it was you kind of numb to the feeling um, and there's just a lot of, of perfectly placed moments in this song um, in the second pre-chorus or I guess pre-drop they add like a very prominent bass line to the to the verse which was like totally out of nowhere but it's super groovy um they add vocals to the uh, second part of the final drop which then brings back in that vocal melody from the pre-chorus uh, in a different way and then the intro and outro are kind of like turning a radio on at the start and turning a radio off at the end and it flows well into like if you have the song on loop it kind of transitions into each other almost seamlessly mm -hmm. it's really cool um and that's that's part of the reason i mean besides all of else what i mentioned why i listen to it so many times because it's so easy to just throw it on leave it on loop and it feels like you're listening to one great song over and over and over again in kind of a cohesive loop so um 
this was just like a masterclass in electronic pop and in creating hooks and melodies. And I can give nothing but <laughs> full props to, to Grant and Emily Vaughn for this song. I mean, it's just fantastic. Did you have me listen to this at one point earlier? Yes, I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. You said it was good, but you didn't think you'd come back to it. And it made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to give it another spin because I didn't get to give everything in your cheat sheet a full listen. Given that I had a final exam about uh, yeah, 30 yeah, minutes before we recorded you. this episode. So. Can't blame you. I, I The vision that I had was that while, because you guys hadn't heard it and you wouldn't wait i just stroked out mid-sentence one second i need to recollect myself but a because you guys one of those i know i know i know well the awards show had to have one right like yeah. i feel like it's tradition yeah, yeah. um but that if you wanted to listen to the song or whatever while i talked about it or the ep or whatever because that way you'd have an idea of what's going on rather than afterwards or before unfortunately it's up to i y'all. can't do that because then it would ruin the recording oh, that's right and jacob's also uh, recording well never mind i like you <laughs> all right well <laughs> good try guys we'll get them next time i can listen i can listen i have a th- never mind. separate tracks perfect yeah all right jacob hit us with number four my number four for what is this song in the year yeah song of the year my fourth place song in the year it goes 2000 below gone to me I forgot this song existed until literally today where I was looking back at my playlist and was wondering why this didn't crack my my wrapped because it's so really good. I remember the night this song came out, I listened to it 26 times. Forgot about <laughs> that's that. Yeah, that's time. right. <laughs> I, I also remember that. 26 times in the first night and I'm still not tired of it. And I think that is why I put this here because it's la- it came out in February. This is like the the song that was released the longest ago on my on my songs here. Mm-hmm. So the longevity of it is why I chose this song, and I think it's just it's so catchy. There's it's got like it's a good mesh of. Um, the first Thousand Below album and uh, their second one. That's a good and, way to put it, actually. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what they have next. I wish they released more this year, but this was a really good surprise. And I think they said they're releasing an album next year. It's incredible but... how they, they haven't put anything else. And then this song released the same time Hostage by Normandy released. And that was really like one of the better yep. release dates. <laughs> that that half of the year yep i certainly had those two songs on rotation for a while (laughs) i will not deny that good pick good pick thank you so i'm gonna let me just read some some lyrics here i'm gonna read the chorus because i love the chorus it's so catchy that's so it's that now well there's a pre-chorus that's but i'm still trying to forget that now you're gone let me break my bones just to feel the tone that you want. See you drift and I'm breaking down. You're all the way gone. I hate that now you're gone. And then the screamed outro. Or the, yeah, the scream, screamed out, uh, outro and the screamed... Breakdown? Break, I guess it's a breakdown. Whatever. Yeah. I guess it is. James sounds 
better than he always has. Or better than he has before. So, that is my number four. I think if uh, the next Thousand Blow album reminisces off of this song, it's very likely going to be my favorite Thousand Blow album. So, I'm slowly beginning to realize how fucked we are next year with how many good albums are slowly to release. Bro, we say that at the beginning of every year. At this point. Yeah, but I think next year is just equally. We're just, we're all fucked. Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. My number three pick. Justin, this one's going to make you happy if I had to assume. Never tell, know my loneliness. Good pick. Good pick. I should have good. expected this, actually. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I made an entire music video for a college class on this song for a reason, you know? I Yeah, I should have expected it. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't expect it sooner. I feel like this is probably the most predictable song in my top five, to be honest. So, uh, effort. Good job, guys. Um, anyway, yeah. This song, this song is the talk to a friend equivalent of 2021, as far as I'm concerned. This should have been uh, one of my picks instead of, uh, was it Red Hooker Rivals, honestly? Because this is the honorary talk to a friend. This is like, it. this song does what talk to a friend did for me last year. It is extremely personal. The lyrics are unfortunately extremely relatable at times. Um, and Jeremy's vocal delivery on top of that just makes it a masterpiece. Um I've got a couple of lyrics that I really want to pick out from the second verse where it says, I'm severing ties and I don't know why I'm watching the days roll into nights. It's never the time. I guess that is fine. I'm stuck in a fragile state of mind. And then uh, the end of the verse is, it's not any secret. I struggle to speak up. I think I might erupt. Someone save me. Uh, and as someone that uh, struggles to socialize at college, I, I have my friends, but in general, it's something that I struggle with. Those ones in particular have really resonated with me. All the days where I am sitting in my room thinking like, there's some really cool people that I would like to get to know better, but I don't know how to get to know them better. And this song just embodies that for me. And it's the talk to a friend of this year for me talk to a friend was my number two song last year this is the equivalent this year it's number three it's i don't have too much more to say i i have less to say about this one than uh normandy is my number four pick but i think it means a lot more to me personally shout out to the boys for uh coming on for an after hours episode earlier this year by the way while we're here Facts. oh yeah damn good song damn year. good band yeah this song single-handedly made me appreciate that entire album significantly more like, I, I hear the other three singles leading into the album, and I'm like, yeah, this Never Tell album might be decent. It might be all right. I hear this song, and suddenly, like, all of the singles and, like, even the non-singles that heard that we heard after this album comes out were like, damn, this band's kind of really nice. So, and I have No My Loneliness to thank for that. So, Justin, your number three pick. My number three, and why I laugh so much when you said, No, my loneliness, and I never tell. <laughs> never tell. Dark cloud. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
all man indeed that's a shame uh, i'm just gonna let you say first before i say anything um <laughs> how dare you all right. wait what is it what, what the fuck well jake's got a no jake bad wrong I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry no no you're shitty, all right so jacob you're muting him whenever he speaks during the song thank you very much i'm muting myself thank you very much <laughs> appreciate you um man this song fuck this is probably one of my favorite closers of this year just no no competition um anything that jake said on uh know my loneliness can honestly translate to this song really well um i i feel like never tell did lyricism so so well in this album and this song is no different um uh, I, I feel like to to better understand like why the song is um, one of my favorites, it's kind of um, open up about more of myself. I did that a lot last year with uh, some of my um, picks, but I feel like this year is no different because um, this song in in general is putting the um, weight on your shoulders that um, you're not good enough. You're not... Um, ever gonna live up to what someone wants um i feel like that embodies a lot of how i see a lot of my relationships um just more so the fact that you know i feel like i i keep having to hit some bar that's not really set because that's not how people should perceive um but it's how i feel like i need to stay relevant in someone's life um and for a period of time back in 2016, 2017, that's kind of what um, put me in like one of my lowest points. And basically, I, I kind of shulked out of society for like two and a half years. And you were like, living with the dark cloud. Essentially. And it's like, like I, mean, I shulked out of society. I didn't really do anything. I didn't, I didn't have a job around that time. I dropped out of college. And I, I feel like this song kind of embodies that like you know need, need to live up to someone's expectations but um feeling like you're just not good enough and i i feel like that's that's a lot of what i was dealing with within those last couple of years and um thankfully i'm in a much better mindset now and can actually like enjoy and appreciate myself more than um than how i was 2 or 3 years ago and th this song in general just harkens back to that point. Um, uh, I wish I could scream, but my throat is so tight. It's driving me crazy. This ain't right. Um, feels like I've been living with a dark cloud that's hanging over my head like a halo. And everyone's saying, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. And it's, it's, it's that coping mechanism that music really has. And I feel like this song came out um, during that time. I feel like easily this song would have like excelled and been my number one easy but um and just just go listen to this fucking song it's really good yes i will but can i rip the bandage off that i've been hiding for the past few minutes uh-huh when i oh, okay point being i think that dark cloud is the most underwhelming song on the album <laughs> i'm sorry oh, man. it is the Definitely one song no. on the album that is not clicked with me <laughs> 
Justin down, Justin down. Justin's down bad. Justin's down bad. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I fully expected that opinion when I came to this, yeah. so I'm just going to tell you you're wrong. I, I, and yeah. move on. Everything you said about the meaning of the song, yes, absolutely, you're 100% right. But when I listen to Dark Cloud, I just can't help but feel underwhelmed compared to everything else that I hear on that album. So, damn yeah, shame for me. That's perfectly fine. I, I feel like um, I will by itself if the summons released as a single or anything like that honestly it'd probably be a little bit underwhelming um, but i think to cap off the album as well as um to kind of lean more into into jeremy's um vocal side i will say one thing i don't, I don't like about the song and why i also kind of feel like it's a little step down on my list is is the um the the way he has his voice projected on the song in general um like that that kind of echoey tone but it, i feel it, it works for the song it's just something that took me a couple of listens man i really hope that jacob's number three pick is <laughs> personal because like mine is too no, no. and not, like, we not can't have to be honest okay good perfect um my songs are another one off the Derek cheat sheet my number three album of the year album huh. <laughs> song of the year is redecorate by 21 pilots Full disclosure, I do not like 21 Pilots. <laughs> you just really like this song, evidently. Yeah, if you would have told me at the start of 2021 that I would have a 21 Pilots song in my top five songs of the year, I would have bust out laughing and called you crazy. <laughs> like I, I've never been a 21 Pilots fan. I've What usually happens, and this is as far back as whenever Blurryface came out, is that I'll listen to the album, I'll like one song, I'll play it for two months and leave it, and it'll be done. Um... In continuing with that trend, I think that the rest of this album is off of Scaled and Icy is uh, not good, very bland and boring. And I was feeling very let down by it because I was hoping that this would be the album that would change things. And then this song hit and it's the closer. And it has a, a completely different vibe from the rest of the album. Um, just, I mean, overall in terms of, of lyricism, the sound, it's it has incredible production. I mean, oh my goodness, there's so many small little choices in the background that come together to create this very atmospheric sound. Um, there's certain, like, bass-boosted inserts at points that feel like they're kind of reverberating, echoing, and lingering in your ears rather than blowing them out. And there's this vocal variation in the chorus that has a, a well-timed falsetto in the chorus. Um, he says, should they? Um, which I guess I'll, I'll, I'll read the chorus here. Um, I don't want to go like this. At least let me clean my room. I don't want to leave like this because the last thing I want to do is make my people make decisions wondering what to do. Should they keep it on display or redecorate? Um, and the song is about how when people are feeling depressed to the point of suicide, one of the uh, last things that they do, one of those warning signs, is that they often try and clean up their room and make their possessions neat and organized. Um, and so the last bit of that chorus, make my people make decisions, wondering what to do, should they keep it on display or redecorate, is about, it talks about like after the person has killed themselves and is gone, they don't want to make their family make the decision of keeping their room the way they left it before they passed or having to take everything down and redecorate the room. 
Um, like I said, it's a very somber song and a lot different from the rest of the album. Um, and just the lyricism in general. Uh, blankets over mirrors, she tends to like it. She's not afraid of her reflection, but of what she might see behind it. Um, then they go and it, there's this rap, you know, traditional 21 Pilots rap style vocals before the last chorus uh, with the bells and the whistles scaled back like an isolated track, which is a reference to scaled and icy, you know, scaled back and isolated. Uh, he feels trapped and he's not inebriated. Fair to say he's fairly sedated. Uh, and then the, that, that leads into the last pre-chorus and chorus, which they change the production up a bit on the vocals so that the, the ending of all of it feels a lot bigger and has a lot more space. It's just phenomenal and something that I, I, I try not to get like too personal <laughs> when we record these episodes, but it's something that really hit home for me, especially this past year and specifically these past three months. Um, and I've been very thankful for the song. So just, it, it means a lot to me. I didn't spend as much time with it as I did my number two and my number one, which is why I had to place it where I did. But very similar to how like movements was my number three song uh, or number three album of last year. And it was like my honorary number one. This for me is that same sort of thing where it means more to me than my number two and my number one, but I just enjoyed the other ones more. So I had to <laughs> give them their yeah, space. But... In a similar vein to me with mission control. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but no, just fantastic song. 21 Pilots knocked it out of the park. I Just incredible stuff. On that one song in particular. Yes, on that literal <laughs> one song. The rest of the album, fucking terrible. <sighs> Jacob, bring us out of the depths of whatever the last three songs well, are. Give us your number three. My number three. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat, sorry. Yep. <clears throat> Friendly reminder, Jacob is sick. Yes. My number three. Is Temptation by Eminence. I could have seen this one coming. Not the <laughs> one I thought you would put. Honestly, I thought you would pick something that wasn't a single, but I still appreciate it. So. No, this the the I think yeah, this is the best best on the album. Um this when this came out, I was like this is in contention for my favorite Eminence song. And I don't think it is my number 1. I think it is my number 2 behind behind Infectious. Okay. Fair. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Props to Justin for showing me that song. <laughs> that started Oops. a that started a rabbit hole. <laughs> Love the rabbit Whoops. hole here at the hive mind. So, this is the song is basically similar to lyrical content to their last album, or yeah, tr to turn the light on. Uh, except it is darker, actually. Um, and I'd never really like got into the lyrics because i love the song so much but it's literally about wanting to give up uh, on with a battle of depression oh it's man we were so close to <laughs> i don't know what else runs. you were expecting when you heard temptations by eminence yeah. <laughs> number three <laughs> yeah number three is the depressing <laughs> oh, number three. but we also love number three that's true this song Apart from that, this song is 
amazing and i just want to highlight the breakdown in verse two where it's like i need to take control and i remember in the music video eddie's head like comes above the water and he screams i need to take control oh it's so good um while we're here that music video is sick as fog one of the yeah, best music all videos the, of the year pretty much all of all of them i mean yeah cool. all of them but temptation <laughs> being the lead single on such an incredible yeah. music video deserves mention on its own um yeah this is one like one of my favorite bands it's justin's fault um Sorry. So I had to put this in here. And it's got a violin. Of course. <laughs> it's got a, a staple. It's got a violin, staple <laughs> got a violin so that's the cheat code to get into Jacob's top. Yeah, box. exactly. You just type in violin and basically you see my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got anything else to add before we move into our number two picks? I'm, I do not. Alrighty then. So, my number three pick was Never Tell. One week later comes my number two pick. Oh? Spirit Box, Circle With Me. This could all be yours. I knew this would be on here. I knew it. That's the one I expected from Jake. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, we knew it was coming. Guys. Yeah. This is the moment when I knew Spirit Box were something special. Holy Roller didn't do it for me. Constance didn't do it for me. This song is when I knew that Spirit Box were something special to look out for. And this kickstarted an incredible train of singles throughout the rest of the year. But this is the one that I continually go back to the most. Uh, in contention for one of the best breakdowns of the year outside of the two that I had mentioned. Um, and Courtney's vocals, I mean, we've only really mentioned Spirit Box with the feature she had on Contraband at this point. Um, but her vocals, particularly on this song, are absolutely incredible. Her queen vocals are extremely elegant, and then she kicks it up a notch uh, in the breakdown with one of the sickest lines of the entire year. Um, I held the power of a dying son. I climbed the altar and I claimed my place as God. Uh, very fitting for Courtney because it almost feels like she is the God of the metalcore scene at this point or the goddess yeah. rather. Um, but I also think having that, given that this is the second to last song on the album, having that line right towards the end, uh, before Constance, which is kind of like a somber ballad and out, um, it's not exactly a ballad, but kind of. Um, it just feels very fitting to have that lyric as like the last breakdown, the last major release of energy in this song. Um, towards the end of the album makes it that much more personal. But uh, the other fantastic thing about the lyricism of this song, uh, with the name of the song being Circle With Me, there are a lot of connections to circles in this song that I really kind of piece together. I haven't fully put together the web, but I, I have the pieces of the puzzle, I feel like. Um, in the opening verse, uh, where it says negative feedback loop, I'm spinning out of control, um, spinning in a circle. Um, and then in the chorus, um, it could all be yours if you echo birds of prey. Um, and then it ends with vultures circling the flame. I don't know if the birds of prey are the vultures or not, uh, but either way, uh, birds of prey, like circling from above, uh, ready to cut down, um, come down and like attack you or whatever uh 
sending you all those negative thoughts to send you into that negative feedback loop where you start spinning out of control. Are you guys kind of like picking up what I'm putting down at this point? I'm picking it up. Okay. Cause I like, honestly, the lyricism on this song and across the entire album is extremely deep and I'm struggling to put it all together, but I see all the elements and I can appreciate the elements, even if I'm not able to put together the full, full picture. I'm trying to understand like all the interpretations of everything going on here, but the lyricism is so deep that I'm only able to pick up on parts of it. The one other lyrical moment that I picked up on being um, with vultures circling the flame, um, there is a lot of references to fire in this song. And I almost wonder um, with all those references of fire being like fire representing your life almost and um like the fire kind of, like you're on the verge of like that fire being um blown out almost um i feel like maybe maybe i'm digging too deep into it maybe not um but i do think there is an element of that overall every single aspect of the song comes together as my favorite metalcore song of the year and a little, he's, uh, a little teaser for my number one song here the only song with screaming vocals in my top five Interesting. Huh. I feel like all mine have. <laughs> None of mine did, so... Oh, well, yeah, I guess that spoils a little bit. Yeah, no. Shit, I don't have a single song in my top ten with screaming vocals. Damn. I don't have a single song in my top ten plus two run Wow. Wait, no, Holy Justin shit. had... Justin had some, right? right? Wow. Uh... Yeah, Galleons. Yeah. And Archetypes. We're good. Screams. Oh yeah, we're good. <laughs> Just go figure that. I would have if you could have given me a million dollars to guess which member of the Hive Mind would be like the one to accompany Jacob with a song that had like screaming vocals in his top ten, and like I could have never guessed Justin. Like just yeah, I, post hardcore junkie with with the most. Yeah, man. I don't even. Have, I got no metalcore in my top. Whatever. Actually, yes, I do. But there's no screaming vocals, so it's fine. Speaking of Jake, are you done? I'm done. Cool, let's get to my number two. Do it. No screaming vocals on this one. Halting absence, no more roses. I kind of didn't see this one coming, but I kind of did. This I one was, like, was oh, a that song. I this one was a late addition. I, I'll be honest and say um, I had a Traceless song on in my top five, um, so but Traceless it, it got knocked out. It's, one that's the real uh, surprise right? here, as far as I'm concerned. Right, it's not even my top ten. There's no Traceless song in my top ten. And are, that's Justin, just are you okay? Are you okay, Justin? Are you sure this is <laughs> um, you? <laughs> I'll get into that later. I'll get into that later. Um, but this song in general, just like oh, I, I went into a little bit of detail. Uh, in the the best uh, verse uh, part of the this episode, um, but fucking Lucas did amazing on on this song. The the, the differences in vocal delivery uh, on this song in general um, it gets rid of the precognitions of how the song is structured. And I feel like if you experiment with that a lot, um, you you get some really good songs. One song that I uh. Uh, it's complete polar opposite to this song, but um, I, I kind of like how it also um, 
shifts the status quo of how music is built. Uh, Got a fire by Fit for a King, because that's that's also not supposed to be uh, how good of a song it is with how it's structured, but um, it, it's repeatable and kind of kind of shifts up the status quo to the point where it, it, it's a good song because it does that. Um, this song also, I, I feel like um, it's more telling a story than actually trying to like be a song but it also does being a song really well um specifically the the first part of the song you hear um if god is just in, is just unfair why isn't my heart spared i've waited all my life to see this holy light you're smothering my eyes i want to see it i want to feel it the harder that i pray the more you make it rain i'm soaked in all this pain forgive me for drowning um I think we, when we talked about this album on the podcast, we kind of mentioned how this, like the album in general, you have to really be in that mindset to to listen yeah. to a lot yeah. of the yeah. songs. And I feel like this song kind of opens up, but it doesn't, it doesn't get to the point where it's overbearing with the, um, with what it's trying to be and how that entire album is just kind of something that you, that you have to be in the right mindset for. This song in, in general, I feel like you you can listen to any any day of the uh, week. It is a depressing song, um, but I, I feel like they they did so wonderfully with this song, um, especially at the end. I've already I, I mentioned this um, for the best verse, but I'm gonna mention it again because fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> how many tear stained sonatas must I sing for you to see? I never believed in you because you never believed in me. And then Lucas's vocal delivery focusing on um, like that last sentence, and then it just fades out into this like slow but somber um, sound. Um, man. The song good. It it originally wasn't here, and then I rethought my 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 entire top ten. I was like, no, no, this has to be here. Respectable. I'll reiterate what I said earlier that, or I guess what Jake said. Yeah. You know, yeah. I one of the better songs I haven't given as much time with. Fellas, does that bring me to my number two? It does. My number two song of the year goes to Big Cat Judgment Day by With Confidence. Damn, okay. I'm not expecting a With Confidence song in here. I, I kind of thought this might be somewhere in like your top 10, top 20. Number two, I did not see coming. Yeah. You know, especially, this is one of the, I mentioned with uh, Redecorate that it felt like the honorary number one. This feels like an honorary number 10. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm looking at the rest of my songs in my top 10, I'm like, damn, that's an objectively better song, that's an objectively better song. There are four sitting in uh, the six or ten positions that I feel like are objectively better songs than this. Unfortunately, I listened to this song in an unholy amount this year. <laughs> um, I think, actually, let me check real quick pull out the receipts pull out the receipts yeah i'm pretty positive this was on my spotify top five most listened to let me <laughs> see here um while i'm pulling that up this was the debut single um from with confidence's self-titled album this year and it like it had me hooked on a band that i felt very you know on if on again off again you know, i liked some of their songs i didn't like some of their songs um prior to this dropping and this was like okay with confidence just has all my attention 
Like, <laughs> go on. You you can do it. Um, this was my number five most listened to song this year. Yeah. Um, this song is a definition of catchy. I think I, I think I, I had the note down that the phrase hook line and sinker applies here in that the hook is the melody of the drums throughout the song. Uh, the line is the vocal melody in the chorus and the sinker is the whistling behind the vocals in the chorus that drives everything home. Um, like I mentioned, it's, it's not, there are songs that I feel like in my top 10 that are objectively like better pieces of music. Uh, it's not a particularly complex song that has a lot to unpack. <laughs> like our number threes, yeah. you know, it's just fun, catchy pop punk about how if uh, I found this out on genius and played on my TV and the, you know, the genius uh, kind of look into it plays with it. And uh, apparently they wrote it because they were thinking about, you know, this was written at the start of the pandemic and it was, well, if every human died of COVID and it was just animals left, what would the last animal on earth be? And they were like, fuck it, a tiger. So, and then they named the, the, the song big cat judgment day. You know, that's, really, that's, 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 that's really cool that's, actually that's the most here that there is to unpack but it's <laughs> it's just, it's a fun premise for a song that gets that's really cool actually yeah i'm yeah, i'm yeah. that changes my perspective on the entire song <laughs> <That's so> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's weird it, 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 it's, it's a fun premise that gets i mean it, you know, i should say it's a fun premise for a song that just gets more and more enjoyable every time you listen to it it's increasingly more stuck in your head with every listen they just they knocked it out of the park i mean i this this gave me I, I always wait for that one song from every artist that that sells me on them. And I can definitively say I love this song. And for with confidence, I'd had some some close calls with. Uh, oh, what is that? Fuck me. I was listening to it literally an hour ago. That's something. Um, and Packeret. But th this was that one that did it for me. I'm yeah more more than happy with this. Just throw it on loop and let it go for 40, 50 listens at a time. Good pick. Good pick. Jacob. My number two is it's actually the second year in a row where they've been number two Ooh. In, in my top singles is Make Them Suffer Contraband. I want you to I want to panic. I want you to Featuring Courtney LaPlante. I didn't see this one coming, but I am not disappointed to see it here. Me either. This was going to be in my top 10 for a good long while. This somehow didn't make my Spotify wrapped, and I'm like, hold up. That's a bit of an issue. Bump that one up into the top 50 at minimum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is like top 15 for me. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say that we support you. Go. Yes, <laughs> yes thank you. So this song starts with the violin beautiful start ah <laughs> oh, so that's and why it's number two yeah that's the only reason i don't next. think you have to say anything more yeah next <laughs> yeah we're moving on uh... um this is my favorite make them suffer song and courtney features have been overdone this year let's let's, let's be honest <laughs> this just a little is like the only one i like and it is so good even though she sings like basically the same thing as Sean in the first verse, it is fucking amazing. Um, so Booker sounds great. Sean sounds great. And then the go that Courtney does in the second verse. 
Oh, What's yeah. with me in second verses today? <laughs> we love the second verse. <laughs> Where, yeah, she's like, go. And then she's like, you keep telling us to die for something, and yet you fight for nothing. That. And then a surprise breakdown. That is like, that is, well, isn't that the breakdown? I forget. I, I, I could be misremembering the song, but I think that comes just before the breakdown. You're right, you're right, you're right. It's a pre, it's a, it's a mosh call. That's what it is. Anyways. Um, that might be like one of my favorite deliveries of the year, and this is why. Um, this was my second place feature. I get to talk about this now. <laughs> um, uh, Courtney delivers that go and that that line so well. It sounds so fucking brutal and so great. And then she's in the final breakdown, screaming as well. Um. This is like, I think it's my fourth most played song of the year. So, at like 90. So, that is, that is why this is number four. Or two, not four. <laughs> <laughs> well then. This is the point where we recap everything. All that remains one, right? is I love our it, favorite songs. <laughs> all that remains is our favorite songs of the year. So... We have only spent time with our top five songs of the year, but to recap our entire top tens, Justin, you have a top ten, right? I do, yes, sir. Okay, good. <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> My... Why did I didn't? Wait a minute. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> My top ten songs of the year in reverse order from number ten down to my favorite song of the year. At number ten is Hostage by Normandy. At number nine is The Past is Dead by Beartooth. At number eight, Again and Again by Against the Current. Oh, yes. At number seven, <laughs> Fuck. Closer to the Edge by Anna Lynn. At number six, Manic by Wage War. Ooh. At number five, Sad Looks Pretty on Me by Rivals. Number four, Mission Control by Normandy. Number three, Know My Loneliness by Never Tell. Number two, Circle With Me by Spirit Box. And my favorite song of 2021 goes to Lullaby by Against the Current. I knew it. Making their second pick, their second song in my top 10. Crash and Burn by Dayseeker finally got some competition in the form of the best closing track I've ever heard, and it did not take long for Lullaby to overtake that throne, if I'm being honest. This is by far my most listened to song of the year, and it is, it is a song about the ups and downs of life, of waking up every day and continually just having to fight, um, whether it's like mental health or physically or just, it's just getting up and every day is the same and what what are you going to do about it like how are you going to face that challenge kind of and the vocal delivery and lyricism is just honestly i could say every single line in this song because i don't like i don't think there is a bad line in this song i think every single line makes the story of this song from the opening lines of just another lullaby that immediately starts the cycle of it's just another one. It's happening again. Um, you get into the pre-chorus 
um, or the verse before the pre-chorus where it says, but I still surface in morning light, strap up for another fight, lick the blood off of my fist. Um, and the second verse says that same line, but instead it's, man, I feel so over this. Really emphasizing that idea of this is like you're waking up every day and it's just happening again and again. Uh, throw back to the other song. Um <laughs> And then I, the selling point of this song is absolutely the chorus. Um, next to Never Tell, the catchiest chorus I have listened to all year, pretty much, I think. Um, I'll speak it out real quick. And I've been here before. Tell me how you sleep at night. It doesn't seem fair. How the hell are you dreaming when the world's a nightmare? Didn't hear a single word we said because we're screaming out loud. But it seems our cries were just another lullaby. Um, and Poetry. Yeah, it is it is poetry, especially those two lines of tell me how you sleep at night. It doesn't seem fair. How the hell are you dreaming when the world's a nightmare? Um, it's like even in your sleep, you can't escape all these thoughts, you know, um, and the idea of because we're screaming out loud, but it seems our cries are just an old lullaby, like all those like traumatic dreams where you're like screaming, but like you're hearing nothing because it's a dream, you know, just incredibly fantastic songwriting. Uh, before shout out to Ollie Sykes, true. Actually, Ollie Sykes did. Uh, <laughs> I forgot if he co wrote the whole song or just the chorus or whatever he was a part of, but he was involved with the song. And then the second chorus, uh, adds on, uh, instead of going, uh, but it seems our cries were just an, another lullaby, it says, but nothing's coming out. Uh, and then it transitions into a second part of the chorus where it says, take your pretty smile, tell them everything's fine, breaking all my bones to sharpen your knife. Didn't hear a single word we said, but it seems our cries are just another little by blah, blah, blah. Um, an absolutely incredible chorus vocally, backed by some of the most memorable instrumentation on any song I've heard this year, um, especially in a song where there isn't really a breakdown here. Like Usually breakdowns are the most memorable instrumentation in a song, especially for like a rock and metal music fan. But for such memorable drum and guitar work to come out of a pop rock song is something I was completely not expecting you. I thought I was have I thought this EP was gonna peak with again and again and nothing was gonna come close. And then I hear lullaby and it's just incredible. Um my favorite song of the year, my favorite closer off of anything, um, off of any album or EP I've ever heard. I think that's all I have to say on this one. Perfect choice. Justin, hit us with your top 10 and your number one. Oh, God. All right. So my top 10, I literally just shifted it while Jake was talking. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you about to do the same? No. No, God, no. I left it. Uh, so starting from my number 10 going down, um, my number 10 was uh, Bones by Soft Spoken. My number nine was Cancer Vice, The Machine. Okay. Uh, my number eight was Mosaic's Day by Day. Ooh, nice. Can I just say I already think I know what your number one is? <laughs> eh, probably. <laughs> uh, number seven, Idola, Perennial Philosophy. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number six, a surprise for me, Anna's Okay, Standing Still. Ooh. Ooh. Did not oh, expect did not that to crack my top. Coming. Yeah, no, I did no, not expect that to crack my top ten, and then I went back and I liked, and I saw that I was like, oh, I kind of actually really dig this. Um, a recap for number five to two: archetypes collide, becoming what I hate. 
Number four, Galleon's Werewolf. Number three, Dark Cloud by Never Tell. Number two, Holding Absence, No More Roses. My number one, boys. Die Alone by Isotopes. That's not Cantor Vice. <laughs> Where's the other Cantor Vice song? Hello? I, I loved the, the Machine more. I, Can't you I, tell? It's on, my, it's on my top ten in four days. I'm... Uh, it's disappointing because he didn't know what it was. No, I, I, just, I just thought as soon as the Machine was in your top ten that uh, The Void was going to be number one. Nah, nah. The void is good, but it's not. It's not in my Damn. top fifteen. I should have um, seen Isotopes coming, though. I you really should have. <laughs> um, but no, nah, this, this song, like Isotopes. Um, I wasn't too into them with uh, their their first two singles, Flower and um, fuck, what was the other one? It's some abbreviation uh, for W Y F M or something like that. Yeah, I, I guess I, I don't remember the what it's abbreviating, but um, um, I wasn't too hot on those when when they came out and when we talked about them on the podcast. But this song in general, whatever about it, um, them going from like that that kind of atmospheric kind of more post hardcore sound to that that more heavier sound to them, um, just really resonated very well with me. Um, bringing in a little bit of a like kind of um, R and B kind of. Uh, rap vocals for the first verse, uh, verse. Um, the the pre-chorus, um, the the chorus in general. Um, Please tell me I'm dreaming. This all feels so wrong. Still lost now. I'm fading into the unknown. If I'm left to wander into the depths where I roam, I fear I'll be leaving another poor soul bound to die alone. Um, and then the the outro with um, I, I mentioned this in the uh, the best verse, but the the shake up from uh. So I release the pain, just praying that it does me good. Release that uh, rep because my destiny is not a noose. To, so re I release my pain, just praying that it does me good. Release that ropey motherfucker because it's not for you. That, that shake up. Hard. Yeah, that, that's, that's the part of the song. I was like, okay, yeah, th this song is somewhere in my top 10. I don't know where at, at this point um, when I first listened to it, but it's, it's somewhere. And um, with, with how many how how long i've had to to sit on the song and kind of um you know think about it i i talked about my my reasons why i like this song are similar to why i like dark cloud by never tell so i won't go to i won't go into detail about that again um but there is a reason this song i have um as of this moment 232 listens on this song since Jeez. it came out and uh Damn. It, it keeps shooting up every day. I don't have a problem. <laughs> he says reluctantly. Yeah. <laughs> Does that take Derek. us to Derek's list? Then? Derek. All right, guys. Hit us with the weird there's shit. The, there's actually no weird shit. Oh. Believe it or not, everything I'm about to list we talk about on the podcast. Nice. Little Nas X almost made the cut at number 11. <laughs> you guys know what? <laughs> um... Oh, uh, my number no. 10 song of the year was Messy by Conquer Divide. Uh, my number 9 song of the year was Porcelain by Concrete Castles. Banger picks. My number 8 song of the year was One True Prince by Don Broco. 
Oh, this was my number 11. It almost <laughs> hit my list. So close. My number seven was Death Wish by Stand Atlantic. Uh, my number six that I had you guys flip a coin between that and Caught in the Carousel by Tillian. Uh, my number six song of the year was Eternal Blue by Spirit Box. Mm. Uh, and then my number five song of the year, Caught in the Carousel by Tillian. My number four, Move On by Grant. My number three, Redecorate by 21 Pilots. My number two, Big Cat Judgment Day by With Confidence. And my number one song of the year is Rock Bottom by Gucci Highwaters featuring Nothing Nowhere. Feels like we lived a hundred lives, but we're dead inside. So come let me down, come on, let me down to the rock bottom, bottom to rock bottom. We got two Nothing Nowhere features in the top ten. And I think that's a testament to how good the fucking Nothing Nowhere feature is. I, I thought about it the other day. There's like three Nothing Nowhere features that I'm aware of, and they're all in banger songs. I'm starting to like treat him like the new Kellen Quinn. You know, <laughs> like it's kind of if you get the Nothing Nowhere feature, it's just a guaranteed banger, you know? The way in which um, I would, uh, before you talk, the way yeah, in which yeah, I would yeah. throw uh, Porcelain, Messy, and Death Wish into a rotation for like probably hours and never get tired of any of those three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just so good. I mean, band showed up this year, dude. Yeah. Some good shit. Um, this album that it's on came out like at the end of January and this was my song of the year from the moment I heard it and it never left. <laughs> it, it, it's been number one for the past 11 months. So um, it was the first thing that I, I put into my doc, like my Google doc for the awards when I started getting everything together because like I just knew it was locked. Like it's it, it's done. I'll put that there and figure out everything else later. Um, Spotify Rap said I listened to this song 758 times this year. Holy, <laughs> which which still feels too low given how much what? I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how long is the song? Two minutes and like 50 seconds, I think. Before you elaborate further, I just want to say Spotify Raps had uh, my top five being only Traceless and uh, Galleons songs, which I find it funny that only one Galleon song made it in my top yeah. ten. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's, it's two minutes and 45 seconds. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time spent listening to 37.5 hours. I'll take it. <laughs> I, really, I really fucking love this song. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> Derek be like rookie hours. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Um, Gucci Highwaters, uh, yeah. <laughs> dude. It's, like, oh my I, god! I, I will say, I think that in terms of objectively, if you take away any like meaning that other songs have to me, and just tell me to like objectively pick my favorite song ever, this is probably it. Um, with with if I'm allowed to pick meaning, this probably cracks top ten. And hopelessly hopeful by Asking Alexandria is still my favorite song of all time. But anyway, um, back to Gucci Highwaters. Uh, he's a emo rap artist I've been listening to since like 2017 when I was in my like emo depresso phase, and seeing him get to the point where he went from producing his own music like in his bedroom to putting out. A song and album with incredible production and pop sensibility it it, it felt to me like I, I watched my kid grow up <laughs> you know like um there is a, a a very repetitive flowing guitar melody on the background beat for this song that pairs perfectly with the melody and flow of the vocals 
that it, it, it provides this extra layer that helps each like compartmentalized section of the song move forward smoothly. Um, like all the other songs in my top five, the chorus is just incredibly catchy, which I can also attribute to that guitar melody <laughs> helping get it stuck in my head. Um, and like I mentioned, that Nothing Nowhere feature is just the icing on the cake. Um, Nothing Nowhere takes the entire second verse and adds that variability to the song. It's it's so repetitive, this song is, but it's repetitive in such a way that it never feels like it gets old and I can just put it on loop. I mean, it's 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 the same way for me that I feel about Peach Club by Amorosa, which arguably is my favorite album of all time, that it feels like an all-purpose album, that I can put it on no matter what I'm doing. And for me, that's what this song was this year, that it's... It's vibey enough that I could listen to it if I was feeling down in the dumps or just trying to relax. It's got enough of a beat to it that I could listen to it while like cleaning things around the house, playing video games, doing whatever. Um, and it's repetitive enough that I could listen to it while I was doing work at my job or working on assignments for college. Like th This was the multi-use, all-purpose song of the year, and I love it. I cannot get enough of this song. I'm going to be listening to it well into 2022. I probably listened to it another, like, 50 or so times between when Spotify rap stopped counting and now, like, throughout the month of November. I, I think it would be fair to say that I'm obsessed with this song, and I am more than happy to be obsessed with this song because I, I haven't put it down since it came out in January, and I'm proud to say it. I mean, just fantastic song jacob jacob you get to close us out yeah oh boy end My... off the favorite if... songs of 2021 the honor if i yours. don't if i don't hear a certain song in your 10 through 6 i think i know what your number one is so i'm curious all right my number 10 is 2am love again by paloma nice oh, yeah. My number nine is Back on Me by Nevertell. Like to see it. My number eight is Blood and Water by Memphis Mayfire. Can I interject here? Because uh, that would be my number 12, uh, Blood and Water. My second runner-up out of my top 10. So, uh, nice. Almost. My number seven is Die Alone in Your Lover's Arms by Holding Absence. My number six is Ex Mortis by Ice Nine Kills. My number five is The Death of Peace of Mind by Bad Omens. Number four is Gone to Me by Thousand Below. My number three is Temptation by Imminence. My number two is Contraband by Make Them Suffer, featuring Courtney LaPlante. <clears throat> and Derek, my number one is Alkaline by Sleep Token. way off <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really embarrassing okay never mind never mind guys <laughs> what did you what are you gonna guess i don't know why i had it in my head that you liked death wish by stand atlantic as much as you did uh -huh. i like i i seem to remember you talking about like how much you enjoyed it and how surprised you were and then you, you played it a lot and i was like shit i did it definitely play it a lot marinated I did play a and, lot. like 
it ended up in his top ten, and then he kept he kept marinating and no. ended up at his number one. That that was Paloma, that uh, marinated a lot. I was thinking it was gonna be that or one of the the songs off the new plot album, but no plot in your top ten. That's interesting. No plot in anybody. That is bad 10. omens though. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Let me, plot let, plot let me reiterate from no, our November <laughs> recap that Bad Omen song is better than anything Plot and Years Amazon. Anyway. Oh, oh, anyway, no, no. Jacob, tell us about anyway, anyway, I just also want to mention that if we're limiting my top 10 songs of the year to one song per artist, Blood and Water would be in my top 10. So similar to Jacob. I also want to mention that there is only one member of the Hive Mind without a Never Tell song in their top right? ten. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> My bad. My bad. I noticed that as soon as you said it, I just kind of wanted to see, like, if if that if I you guys would let that one slide and like kind of sit <laughs> back, skirt under the. Damn. Sorry. All right. Sleep token alkaline. Now you can is... actually talk about your favorite song of the year. Yes. Once again, my number one sleep token. <laughs> <laughs> alkaline um this is my most played song of the year and it has ever since i heard it it has spiraled into an obsession with this band and it was like it was like the gateway drug for this band <laughs> basically and i'm gonna mention again verse two <laughs> verse two where it's just like oh let's talk about chemistry best part of the song vessel's voice is out of this world i'd like i said he's the british landon tours yeah every time i listen to this song i you, you pick up on something different like did you know in the breakdown there's actually like laughing really like a deep laugh yeah it's pretty it's pretty weird and pretty creepy as well Very once you hear talking. it yeah and is Alkaline yeah, this... the one with the Lavender Town? Yes, actually, I totally forgot about that. I remember that because you brought it up, and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, yes, it is, yes, it is. Um, yeah. So this this song basically spiraled me into listening to like this whole ba- this band's entire dis- discography, and it's amazing. Um. So that is my number one. Keeping it nice, brief, simple, and clean. It is very clean. And this is the only song in my top five, I'd say. With, uh, yeah, my top five with no screaming. Ooh. There you go. I had one. One singular <laughs> I song. I also had one. <laughs> no, I had two. I had two. Never Tell and uh, Holding Absence. I, uh, at this point, I think we're done with our top 10 list of our favorite songs of the year. So for closing thoughts, are there any other fun facts that you guys have about like some of your favorite songs of the year that we kind of didn't get to mention that we want to talk about quick? Because um, I have a I couple re- that I could mention. Yeah, I originally had in my top five, um, Adola and Anna's Okay were originally in my top five. Mm. Um, and then I when I re-scrambled my list a little bit, um, those two got knocked out in um, archetypes and holding absence ended up m- moving and replacing. Uh, galleons never tell and isotopes never changed. Uh, for my little fun fact, um, I had Beartooth the Passage Dead as my number nine. As of a week ago, it was my number six. I knocked it down quite a few pegs. 
uh, in the past week or so. Um, and the other interesting thing, out of my top 10 songs of the year, seven of those 10 songs came out within the first four months of the year. Huh. Huh. The only songs to not come out between January, uh, February, March, or April were Wolabai Again and Again and uh, Manic. So two songs from Against the Current and Wage War. Uh, and if I extend it to my top 25, I think it's like almost a bit of a crazier ratio of like of my top 25 songs. I think only like eight are from the last eight months of the year. So like the first four months of the year kind of dominated the top end of my favorite songs of the year. Uh, give me a second. I can get you the exact number. Um, if anyone else has any mine's fun fact. Decent. Mine's pretty split down the middle, actually, looking at it like that. But Another contender for me that was in my top 10 at one point was Know You're Worth Somebody by While She Sleeps. Um, Funnily enough, that. mine is um, Werewolf by Galleons. No other song in my top five is in my top 20. Um, uh, top songs 2021 by the Spotify wrapped um, huh. Die Alone and uh, Becoming One I Hate just under that mark. We also had two Die Alones in the top tens. We did. <laughs> we did. We did. Christ. Um, I, I got the exact number, by the way. Of my top 25 songs, uh, only eight of them were released after April. So that would mean. Uh, uh what? I feel like seventeen of seventeen of my top twenty-five songs came out within the first four months of the year. I feel like mine was more back heavy, actually. Mine actually, was way more front heavy. Way more front I mean, heavy. Mine was like. Yeah. Mine was and I'm gonna keep the rest of those a little bit secret until we end up recording our other episodes because I think it reveals a lot about some of my other picks. So that's. That's really interesting, actually. I just when Justin mentioned that they only they weren't in his top twenty, like most listened to on on Spotify or whatever. I went through only five of my top ten made my top one hundred songs of this wow, year. Damn, pretty sure and all mine are in my top ten yeah, or top one hundred. I was missing uh, fucking what was it? Eternal Blue by Spirit Box, Death Wish by Stan Atlantic, One True Prince, and Porcelain. Neither of my runner ups made it either. <laughs> Um, since I haven't <laughs> mentioned it yet, I mentioned Blood and Water being my number two runner, my number twelve. Uh, my number eleven pick was Split Personality by Hot Milk, and God, I wanted to try and force that one into the top ten so fucking. Yeah, long, but well, that's how I felt about mine. Like my my second runner up, I guess number twelve was Too Far Gone by The Plot in You, and my number eleven was Industry Baby by Little Nas X featuring Jack <laughs> Harlow, and like I those those are two songs that. Like I spent, I actually spent a lot of time with Too Far Gone by the Plot and You. Same thing with Industry Baby. And I guess, I just, I feel like they didn't make the cut, and I wanted them to. I tried to force them in. I'm like, I've listened to Messy too much to yeah. to make that happen. Like, I, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just wanted think. to. Sh I wanted to share a couple of fun facts about my top list. Uh. Uh, just at the end here, since we're wrapping up, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I think for all of us, hopefully for anyone listening as well, hopefully you enjoyed us talking about our favorite songs of the year. Stay tuned because next week we are going to be releasing episode two of the Hive Mind 2021 Awards, going over four more superlatives and our top five EPs of 2021. So definitely stay tuned for that. Follow on social media at HiveMindRadio underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on Spotify at HiveMindRadio Recap. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. 
and let us know what your favorite songs of the year are uh, in the YouTube comments, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. We'd be curious to know if any of our picks line up with anyone else's out there. For sure. So that's all I got for this episode. Uh, Justin, Derek, Jacob, any last words for you guys? Nothing come to mind. No. Nope. That's a wrap then. That'll do it. Yeah. We'll see you next week with uh, part two of our Hive Mind 2021 awards. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Peace. Bye.